There is so much news today. Great news, too. Uh, the Supreme Court is making a historic, making historic rulings, and we should be seeing some just bizarre ruling, big rulings coming out. And they did it today. Big ruling out of out of Washington D.C. That's why this is running a little bit late today because I had to I had to go through this. I, I'm just amazed. And Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden has decided the way to gain our love is take away the lo stuff we love. I don't know the reasoning behind it, but okay. And Biden has decided to import baby formula from a pretty common sense source. I don't know what took him so long. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Now, I tell you, I, I, I skip doing the podcast on Fridays because I just, I do, I'm writing a book. I've got to deal with my book. And I spend basically all my time after I get off this podcast, I spend all my time writing my book from the minute I'm done with the podcast and it's uploaded all the way until Sunday night where I start writing the next day's podcast. Uh, but I tell you, what's happening today, What some of this stuff that's coming out right now is just absolutely amazing. So what the script that I wrote yesterday is completely offline. I, I don't even, I, I'm not even going to use it. Now, the good news is a lot of it's just fun stuff. It's culture stuff. So it, it, I can bring it up later. But I tell you, sometimes I wonder, and it looks like tomorrow, I'll probably be doing a podcast tomorrow because the overturning of Roe versus Wade is probably going to happen. Uh, it's going to be tomorrow. Or it's going to be next week. But there's a, I, I'd say it's probably going to be next week. But there are some huge Supreme Court uh, rulings coming down, and one came down today. It was a massive one. The case is called New York uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. Um, the Supreme Court ruled New York's the New York's regulations in order to get a concealed carry permit were way too strict. Went completely against the Second Amendment, and that New York needed to change the rules. This is a huge decision. Currently, the law requires you to prove that you need a permit. And then, I mean, a there needs to be something specific that requires you to have a concealed carry permit. And it actually says this in the law. Protecting yourself is not, protecting yourself from crime, that's not a reason. It, it's just an amazing law. And I'm shocked it took this, I think it was two years this law has been put into place. And then, once you do have a decision, for example, I'm being stalked, let's just say that's an example, I can even give the guy's name, then some New York bureaucrat will decide if that's a justified reason. Now, I mean, you can't sit there and say, well, i got to ride the subway every day where people are being pushed onto the tracks. You can't say that. That's not a reason to, carry a, to have a gun in your possession. Okay. You have to have a specific reason why you need to carry a concealed carry permit. Now, I got to tell you something. I, I don't like the laws pretty much anywhere. Now, uh, states like Idaho, I believe Idaho is one of them. Um, the Dakotas, uh, I believe Mississippi, Missouri, they're in Texas. They're making it so that you can carry a gun without a permit, which, by the way, 
is pretty much what the Constitution says you should be able to do. I mean, the the Constitution is pretty straightforward. It says a well-regulated militia being necessary. uh, Okay, let's read the whole thing. A well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary for the security of a free state, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, comma, shall not be infringed. (coughs) That's a very straightforward amendment. Okay, very straightforward amendment. There's there's really no argument with the amendment. And the reason I say the commas is because the commas make it so that each section has a specific purpose. They, they are making sure that that definition is important. A well-regulated militia. Notice they didn't say army. We are the militia. The people are the, the citizens are the armed militia being necessary for the security of a free state. In other words, we're free. Our freedom is important against the tyranny of, in this case, the government, the right of the people to keep and bear arms. It's basically saying your ownership of gun, your ability to own and have a gun, not just keep like I store my gun, but to bear, which means carry the gun shall not be infringed. It makes it very, very, very clear. And if you're not clear, if, if people are not clear, and apparently they're not, um, you can read about the Second Amendment in the Federalist Papers. They wrote about the Second Amendment. And they made it very clear. Now, Joe Biden's stupid thing is, well, there, it is, the Second Amendment is not absolute. Um, no, it is absolute. And he keeps saying, well, you don't need to, you don't need an AR-15 with 30 rounds to, or with 100 rounds, I'm sorry. To, well, he says it's an AR-14, but whatever, um, to shoot deer. Um, no, that's not why I'm allowed to have an AR-15. It's to protect myself from the government. And then the other thing is, well, the government didn't allow cannons. Uh, no, the government did allow cannons when the Second Amendment was written. And the government, when the Second Amendment was written, would have allowed for automatic weapons too, which are banned. So I, 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 I love this decision. This is a huge decision. Uh, so Judge Clarence Thomas uh, wrote the majority opinion, of course, and he said, quote, In this case, petitioners and respondents agree that ordinary law-abiding citizens have similar rights to carry handguns publicly for their self-defense. We too agree, and now hold, consistent with Heller and MacDonald, that the Second and Fourteenth Amendments protect an individual's rights to carry a handgun for self-defense outside the home. Because the state of New York issues public carry licenses only when an applicant applicant demonstrates a special need for self-defense, we conclude that the state's licensing regime, licensing regimen, violates the Constitution. Absolutely it does. There's not even a question there. As a matter of fact, I would say a lot of the federal gun control statutes, and we're going to talk about the, I I, I just finished reading the 80 pages about the gun control thing. It's a terrible law. It's a terrible law. And Republicans should, every Republican that voted for that should be fricking, and by the way, a lot of the Republicans are retiring or are going to get primaried. So, like, I think there's a very good chance Mitt Romney is going to be primaried. He's actually going to be out of office. 
because Utah is an extremely conservative state. But um, this is absolutely correct. And I don't believe any law should be placed on guns. There should be no restrictions. I don't mind background checks. I don't mind some red flag laws. For example, if I'm a felon or I've beaten up my girlfriend, yeah, I, I, I believe you should not be owning a gun. But none, all those laws that are on the books aren't actually protecting anyone, anyone anyway. So I don't understand why we shouldn't be allowed to carry a gun to protect people, uh, protect ourselves and our families in public. I shouldn't be out there uh, to the mer- tender mercies of a criminal. I should be able to defend myself. I should be able to defend my family. But that's what the government wants to take away. So, of course, New York, being an extremely left-wing state, has is really, the government over there is really upset about this. Uh, Governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, who, by the way, has never been elected. Remember, she replaced Cuomo. So, she's never been elected to New York as a New York governor. And hopefully she gets her ass kicked because she is terrible. Um, she's extremely disappointed with the ruling. And she came out with a prepared press statement. Now, I want to make sure you understand this. This press, this this statement, this news conference she had today, where she said these words, this was pre-prepared. This has been prepared for a while. Because Kathy Hochul knew she was going to lose this case. And we'll talk about why she knew she was going to lose this case. But this is an amazing This is an absolutely amazing statement. And I want to see if you can catch it. Because I couldn't believe she actually said this. They they prepared with these words. This is exactly what the Founding Fathers were against. And why the Second Amendment exists. Listen to this. Just absolute moron make this statement. But I will say we are not powerless in this situation. We're not going to cede our rights that easily, despite the best efforts of the politicized Supreme Court of the United States of America. We have the power of the pen, and I just want to read some language here. Apparently, the Supreme Court has now decided with this far-reaching decision that the two-step standard that had been in place since Heller versus McDonald, where they analyze the Second Amendment, where it combines history, we have a history, yes we do, but also means and scrutiny. Does the means of the restriction justify the infringement? And most people would say, yes, we have a right to protect people from gun violence. But I'll simply say in our very quick analysis, because this is only minutes old, they have now said, that the government must demonstrate that the regulation is consistent with this this nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. That's it. No longer can we strike the balance. Only if a firearm regulation is consistent with this nation's historical tradition may a court conclude that the individual's conduct falls outside the Second Amendment's unqualified command. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. 
that they have taken away our right to have reasonable restrictions. We can have restrictions on speech. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. But somehow there's no restrictions allowed on the Second Amendment. This is an incredible statement. An incredible two-minute piece. That's why I played the entire two-minute piece. And there was more. I didn't bother where she was just aghast that this thing had happened. They knew it was going to happen. Okay, they knew they were going to lose this case. And by the way, she wasn't prepared enough to actually have the ruling in front of her. Okay, so I'm going to assume you didn't catch what she said, simply because if I did assume that you did catch it, then this would be a very short podcast. But first things first. We are not going to cede our rights so easily. This is an amazing statement. Whose rights exactly is the Supreme Court ceding? The government's rights? The government has no rights. That's the point of the Constitution. It says that in the Constitution. The people who have the rights are the Americans. They're the ones that have the rights. American citizens. The government has no rights. She says this twice in the speech, but what she's basically saying is, you do not have rights. The government has the rights to do this to you, to take away your constitutional rights. And she says that in that little clip. She says that twice that the government's rights are being infringed. And speaking of infringement, she admits... She admits that her laws are an infringement. She says the actual word, infringement. This is an incredible thing. She is saying that the law violates the Constitution. I can't believe she's admitting it. She's admitting it's justified. The Second Amendment actually says you cannot infringe on the right to bear arms. It says that, I just read it again, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And she says it in the statement that we have a right to infringe on your Second Amendment rights. In this case, no, the Second Amendment is absolute. It makes it very clear. And then the other thing she talks about is she basically is saying the big talking point that all Democrats have is that no, the Constitution is not absolute. No, the Constitution is absolute. And the stupid thing she says is free speech. She sits back and says you can't yell fire in a theater. This has to be without a doubt the dumbest, the dumbest argument you could ever make. Okay? The reason... There is absolutely no case law that says you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. It's the intention. You can yell fire in a crowded theater, especially if there's, get this, a fire. The question is not, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. The question is, if your intention is to have get people hurt and you yell fire in a crowded theater and people get hurt, you're, you're responsible for that. Doesn't mean you can't do it. You can do it. But you're going to be probably civilly liable for that. That's where the right becomes kind of ugly. Okay, but 
you can't, but you can yell fire. If you yell fire in a crowded theater, this is something really bizarre with this whole argument that they make. If you yell fire in a crowded theater because you think there's a fire in a crowded theater and people get hurt, but your intention was not for people to get hurt. It was to warn people. Guess what? That's legal. You're not even, you could be civilly held liable for it. Maybe. But there are laws that even say you can do that and you were wrong. That's fine. If, for example, if I give someone CPR and I break his ribs, I can't be held liable for that. I'm trying to save lives. Save a life. Same thing with yelling fire in a crowded theater when your intention was to get people out of the theater because you thought there was a fire. That's actually legal. And you are actually, you can argue you have a protected duty to do that. Um, and by the way, uh, the First Amendment is important and free speech is not limited. That is the other thing it says in the Constitution. I should be able to say whatever I want. By the way, if I go out there, if I go out in the street right now and I scream the N-word in the air in front of 10 police officers... They cannot arrest me because I have free speech. It is absolute. There is nothing illegal about anything that you say. That is a left-wing thing. They're the ones that are saying there are limit, There should be limits to free speech. People like me, and if you're listening to the podcast, I've got to assume you, you don't believe there should be limits to free speech. So she is bringing up a left-wing talking point to justify what she's doing. And the reality is, conservatives don't believe anything that she says. They don't believe that the, the, the Second Amendment and the First Amendment should be restricted. At all. I don't care if you call me whitey or whatever. Okay, I may not like you, but that that's, doesn't mean you don't have the right to say it. And by the way, the Second Amendment is made to protect the First Amendment. That's why those were written in that order. It's in the Federalist Papers. They say that. That if religion, uh, speech, uh, religion, speech, press, the right to protest, um, there's one other. I, I can't remember exactly what it is. But all if any of those are threatened by the government, you have a right to fight the government. Again, it says it, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So we can create that militia if we need to, to fight against the government. All those militia groups that they're calling terrorist groups, they have a right to, they have a right to form. Okay, don't have a right to be terrorists. But they have a right to form against the government. And a lot of these militia groups, they actually form. We're going to talk about the Proud Boys later. Because the Proud Boys, they're kind of a weird group. Um, and I, I had to, there's a, a, I was going to play something from them today because I think this is the way you fight. But I'm not going to do it because obviously I've got some big news today. So, but the Proud Boys are an example of a militia group. Now, are they a terrorist group? Well, they've been deemed a terrorist group. Um, they're an ultra-conservative uh, uh, militia group. Um, they're 
on the same lines. I, I wouldn't put them exactly on the same lines as, let's say, Antifa, but I would put them on along the same lines as, let's say, BLM. Okay, I, I they, we're going to talk about them a little bit because... I think there's a little bit more to that group than people make out. I mean, they're just calling them a... T- if you read Wikipedia, it's amazing. If you read Wikipedia and you see and you compare how they define BLM and how they define uh, the... Proud, I, I'm already going off, but how they define Proud Boys and how they define BLM. I mean, it's just amazing that you got one far-right conservative group. And uh, yes, they are a far-right nationalist group. They're not a white nationalist group. But Wikipedia doesn't seem to see it. It seems to see it different. Let's be aware, um, they're not a white supremacist group like the media keeps saying. They're actually a chauvinism group. Uh, The leader of uh, the Proud Boys is a Mexican. So they're not a white supremacist group. But to sit there and call a BLM a civil rights group and call... Proud Boys, a a domestic terrorist group, is just way out there. Um, And we're going to talk about them because I think they are doing some good things. They're creating a backlash. And by the way, if you you follow me on Twitter, there are Proud Boys following me. So I know they're Proud Boys. I don't care. I like to hear everyone's opinion. I also follow BLM people. BLM people follow me. So it has nothing to do with it. But anyway, I'm going off on that whole thing. So the fire in a crowded theater thing, let's get back on track. Just a stupid argument. And um, this woman, as most leftists, are tyrants. But they, they know they cannot limit the First Amendment until they control the Second Amendment. And that's what this broad is trying to do. And that's, and that's wrong, and the Supreme Court knows it's wrong. Now, the, the three that voted, of course, Breyer, Kagan, and Sotomayor... They're never going. They are leftists. They are not going to go. Uh, Breyer, not so much, but he's pretty left. But they are not going to go for that stuff. They're not going to go for it. Uh, they're always going to be anti-gun. They're always going to be pro-abortion. They're always going to be, you know, save BLM, blah, 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 blah. But this broad, in this law, she made, she made it that you couldn't carry a gun unless some government bureaucrat says you can carry a gun, and that is a direct violation of the Second Amendment. If you want to carry a gun, you should be able to carry a gun. I will even argue the permit thing is BS too. I don't think you should need a permit. If 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 maybe safety classes thing, I, I'm a, a huge encourager of safety classes, but as far as the government telling you you can or can't carry a gun... I think that's crap. And I, 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 I don't like it. It's government tyranny. And I meant I have a right to protect myself. And I have a right to protect myself from the government. So therefore, I shouldn't, let the go- I shouldn't have the government tell me what I can do and how I can protect myself. That's exactly why I should be able to carry a gun be- to make sure the government doesn't overstep and change my life at all. I just can't believe this was a prepared statement. I can't believe she walked up there knowing what she was going to say. And she's probably known for a couple of weeks because they knew they were going to lose. And she came out with that statement. Hopefully this broad is, is gone in November. I mean, she's just a horrid human. She's a horrid human being. I mean, she's just a bad person. 
but to sit back and worry about the government's rights over the rights of the citizens. And she has the power of the pen. She's just going to write more laws. Yeah, that's that's crap. And that's where we come into, you know, I'm I'm not going to, I'm probably going to have to do a podcast tomorrow because there's no way I'm going to get to the cigarette story. And I think the cigarette, but I think this story is far more important than the cigarette story. But, and this is where we come into play with this bipartisan, quote bipartisan, gun control bill that they want to push. And it's absolutely, I, I think Republicans... If Republicans want to lose the next election in November, keep doing crap like this. They will end up losing. And I, I can't believe that they had the they actually had the nards to do this. Give Joe Biden not only give Joe Biden a victory in something that a lot of people are very passionate about, but go along with this let's just do something crap uh with Yavaldi after Uvalde. And the the law is not great. And the information is coming out. The Daily Wire, and I read the law, the Daily Wire has some very interesting arguments from, let's say, the NRA or California, I'm in the CRPA, things like that. And they have some really good reasons why this gun control bill is a very bad bill. Uh, And the biggest problem with the bill, when I was reading it, it's very vague. It's very vague. And it does what the government does. They give a lot of money to states to figure out how they want to do this. But the problem is they give no guidelines. They give no instructions. They give no limits. And that's the big problem with the bill. So the first one that they talk about, and I'm going to be reading this from the Daily Wire, red flag laws is a big problem. It incentivizes local disarmament proceedings, of which many states currently employ ex secret ex parte hearing. So essentially what happens is, let's say someone makes a complaint against me. Uh, what This is disarm first, procedure later. So in other words, the courts can just order my guns being taken away without actually proving that I should have my gun taken away. This is a big problem I have with red flag laws. And red flags, it, it, this is the slippery slope, give a mouse a cookie argument. This is one this is one that I, I really don't care for. And and calls for only the other thing, calls only for the standards to be equivalent to only civil court. Now that's a big deal. So for example, it's not guilty until proven it's not it has to be unanimous that this guy shouldn't have a gun. It just has to be majority opinion. So I could have people sitting back and saying he shouldn't have a gun. If five out of nine people decide I don't have a gun, I lose that. It should be all nine that determine I lose a constitutional right. For all the bluster in the measure about protecting due process and the constitutional rights of the subjects of the hearings during the appropriate phase, it implies that states will be able to hold secret ex parte hearings to deprive the people of their rights. This is, again, this is a big problem because there are no procedures. So California that doesn't want anyone armed or New York that doesn't want anyone armed, they could just sit back, go through, and they know because my guns are all legal, they know I have the guns and they can just get together and decide he should have his gun taken away. 
And there's, again, because there's no, and language is violence and all this crap, this podcast could be a reason why they just take away my guns. There doesn't have to be any particular reason. That's disturbing. And finally, entitles the subject, entitles the subject to an attorney at an appropriate phase, but it must be at the subject's expense. This is something that California is trying to do. I have to pay for all this. To keep my guns, I have to pay for it. One of this this is disturbing because California wants you not only to pay for the background check, California not only wants you to pay for all the paperwork, California wants you to pay taxes on the guns. California also wants you to pay for insurance. They're trying to make it that the expense is so extreme that you can't afford to own a gun. This is kind of a roundabout way to banning guns. The next thing they talk about is private sales. So the problem with right now, you can't, this law would make it that and again, they don't really talk too much about it, but it's going to restrict private sales, me selling my gun to you. So, it quote, it expands the definition of engaged in the business by striking with the principal objective of livelihood and profit. If the current definition and replacing it with no predominantly earn a profit. Uh, so basically what it's doing is a gun store owns, uh, sells guns to try and make a profit. Okay, so they're they're out there. But if I you want to buy my gun, and I say, oh, well, I paid thirty bucks for it. Yeah, I paid two hundred bucks for it. It's been used quite a bit. I'll give you to you for a hundred bucks. What that's doing is it's actually expanding my role as a profit-based person. I'm actually trying to make a profit. Um, the second thing they talk about, the confusion could lead to new and successful prosecutions of private sellers who may fall under the broad and vague definition of engaged in business and therefore need to be licensed. So in other, in other words, the big problem is if I give a gun to a kid or I sell a gun to my kid, I'm sorry, not a kid, but my kid, I could actually get into trouble for doing this because now I am considered an arms dealer. Basically, they're making me into an arms dealer. Just because I want to sell my gun or my buddy wants to sell me a gun, I'm an arms dealer. Not to mention, they do want you to have a background check. So my buddy wants to sell me the gun, um, he would have to do a background check and he would have to pay for it. This Lots of problems with private sales. Now, I'm not necessarily against the private sales. For example, I'm not going to talk about transfers and straw purchases. I think transfers and straw purchases are a problem because if I want to give my gut, my, a, gut, uh, a, gut hunting, a gun for hunting to my kid, I should be able to do that. If I want to give a handgun to my daughter, I should be able to do that. But I understand, okay, yeah, but she needs to be background. I can kind of get that. But I'm not really all that thrilled with the government just sticking their nose into any of that stuff. Okay, um, employer background checks. This is something that really bothers me about this. This allows employers to ask me for my if I have a firearms. It allows an employer to do a background check on me that finds out whether I own a firearm. 
Now there's a very interesting story. I it's I, I, to be honest with you, that's I found it amazing when a doctor when I went to get a checkup about two years ago, and the doctor asked me, "Do you own a gun?" It's none of your effing business whether I own a gun. It's definitely none of my employer's business that I own an effing gun. Screw the employer, but now they can ask me if I own a gun. Or when they do my background check, which many do now, they can actually find out that I am a gun owner in the background check. No, that's an invasion of of rights. That's invasion of privacy, as far as I'm concerned. They can't ask me what medications, they can't ask me what medications I can have. Why are they allowed to ask me whether I own a gun or not? This one I absolutely hate. And um, the problem is that company can decide not to hire me, not because I'm not qualified for the position, but because their politics, they're against gun usage. The place I used to work at, very left-wing, extremely left-wing. I mean, they were... You can't say anything about abortion. You can't do any of that stuff. A matter of fact, I think maybe that's half the reason I'm not there anymore. But if they found out I owned a gun, I hate to think what they would do to me. That I probably would never get the job. This just goes, this is just inviting nothing but problems. So those are the early, I think the big problem with this bill. Well, first off, the big problem with this bill is Republicans had no reason to do this. They had no reason to do this bill. There was no benefit for them. And I, I just think we need to stop. This is being called a gun control bill, by the way. It's not being called a, a safety. I know the name of the bill is like the safety for children's lives or some crap, but everyone is calling it a gun control bill. This Republicans had no business doing this. Every one of them who signed this bill should lose his freaking position in Congress. And in the House. And it looks like it's going to pass. Looks like it's not going to have any problems because they're even talking about it now that it's got it's going to go straight through the House. There was some fear it wouldn't get through the House because a lot of the leftist members wanted more. But it looks like it's going to get through the House and by next week it'll be on Biden's desk and he's going to sign it. Those Republicans, all of those, those 13 Republicans that went with this, they should be freaking tarred, feathered, and primaried. Okay, so I'm probably going to do a podcast tomorrow because there is so much more. Uh, and I'm probably going to, and especially if the Roe versus Wade, uh, overturning of Roe versus Wade comes out, it sounds like there's a very good chance it might tomorrow. I mean, they only have a week left in their session, so it's coming out within the next seven days. So take care of yourself. We'll talk to you if I don't get on the podcast tomorrow. We'll talk to you on Monday. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.